0: One of our parishioners treated me to pizza and beer on Monday, and he gave me a very high compliment. He talked about a homily I had given last year that he remembered, it meant a lot to him, and he quoted full sentences, word for word. It was really an honor, but it freaked me out, because, you see, this weekend is a very important turning point in the life of a priest. Father Charlie's warned me about this for about six months. Today is the first time on the weekend I have to preach on scripture passages that I preached to you last year. So this is the first, second time. And apparently, some of you remember what I said last time. <laughs> so in case your memory isn't as good as Michael Letzinger's, here are the main points I made last time. Thomas the Apostle gets a bad rap by many Christians. He's called Doubting Thomas, although everybody else in the Gospels, in the Easter appearances, is just like him. When they hear that Jesus is risen, they don't believe it until they see it. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. Doubt is part of having faith. Because faith is not certainty. Faith is not science. And I don't think it's a coincidence that today, the first Sunday of what Jana goes through for technically a year called mystagogia, where we study what the church teaches, I don't think it's a coincidence the church gives us this story of doubt as our first lesson about what it means to have faith. So we will chew on this word of God again, Hopefully, we'll tease out some additional nuances in today's homily. But before we do that, let us take a moment to realize how blessed we are who have not seen but still have come to believe. Every summer, the Paulist seminarians spend two to three weeks at the Paulist summer vacation home at Lake George, New York. For the last 140 years, practically every Paulist has spent time up there enjoying the scenery and recharging his spiritual batteries. Four summers ago, I was sitting in the student common room at Lake George when Father Paul Husing burst into the room and said to me, you've got to listen to this CD. Since there was no CD player available, we hopped in his car and drove partway around the lake listening to an album by the contemporary folk singer Susan Werner. Well, Susan Werner is actually more than a folk singer. Since 2004, she's recorded five albums that have taken significant departures from her folk style origins. And the CD we were listening to was one of those. It's called The Gospel Truth. Yes, there is some gospel style music on the CD, but what's especially marvelous is the content of the lyrics. She takes a critical look at issues of religion and spirituality in our day and age. Both Paul and I felt that the CD spoke to issues at the heart of the Paulist mission of evangelization, reconciliation, and ecumenical dialogue. The first track challenges Christians who are quick to condemn others. If God is great and God is good, she asks, why is your heaven so small? Another track speaks of her own sins of omission. When I let things stand that should not be, my Lord did trouble me. On yet another track, she speaks of the bewildering nature of prayer. I closed my eyes and tried to pray, but a voice spoke loud and clear, you ask too many questions, dear. And I said, you ask too few. That's why I still don't know quite what to do. Now those three songs are ballads, but let me play some clips from some of her more upbeat songs. This next song speaks about what we are to do with the blessings and gifts we've received from God. Whenever I listen to this song, I can't help but hear a connection between social justice and the Eucharist. Here's her humorous revision of the Our Father, taking aim at preachers, the role of women in the church, and certain kinds of government officials. She asks God to deliver us from our contemporary evils. Deliver us from politicians who drop your name in every speech. From high school, as if they practiced what they preach. And here's one that speaks to our gospel passage today about the virtue of doubt. Think of that Easter day when they rolled the stone away, and the apostles said, They'd seen Jesus by the city wall. Well, St. Thomas' heart was pure When he said, oh right, yeah, sure That's why St. Thomas was the grooviest apostle of all I think you can tell how much Father Paul and I love this CD. Here's the thing that may surprise you. Susan Werner calls herself an evangelical agnostic. She questions the existence of God But she's willing to proclaim her doubt far and wide. Maybe that makes us uncomfortable. Should we mix with those people who question our faith? In the past few months, I've had a number of students in my office, sometimes on the verge of tears, who are panicked by their classmates questioning their Catholic beliefs. And I tell these students that it's high time they start asking questions about their faith themselves. By the time we're in college, it's time to appropriate the faith for ourselves. We can't just believe what our parents told us to believe. As long as other people are asking questions about our beliefs in a caring, curious way, not with the idea of proving themselves right and us wrong, it's an opportunity for growth. It's one of the best opportunities about going to college. And it's perfectly okay to say to someone asking us questions, I don't know can I get back to you on that? Our faith can only grow by exploring what we believe. The scary part, of course, is that if we ask questions, we have to be open to the possibility of what we've believed previously being too simplistic or having been plain out wrong. So if you have doubts about your faith, that's okay. We here at Blessed John 23rd Parish are here to help people live in the questions just as much as we're here to help people find the answers. In that way, we're like the disciples during that first week of Easter. We welcome people like Thomas who have doubts about Christianity. Remember, they invited him to come back to the room the week later, even though he said he didn't believe. Some people would say that our goal in life as Christians is to get to heaven. I think that's an overly individualistic perspective. Christ calls us to share our faith with others. And we can only share if we're willing to sit with the doubts and in the questions that other people may have. I think our friend Susan Werner puts it well in this last clip. I'm going heaven to heaven to